I'd like to take a moment to let you all know about a new nonprofit organization started by my brother Craig. It's called Treats and Truth. They fill oversized brown lunch bags with snack items, chips, crackers, popcorn, cookies, etc. Also, a bottle of water, toothbrush, toothpaste, sanitary wipes, and most importantly, a small gospel tract book of John. No cigar? I'll have to talk to him about that. The bags are then hand-delivered to the homeless and people in need in and around the Los Angeles area. Let's help get this ministry off the ground. They're a 501c3 tax-exempt organization, so any and all donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Visit their website at treatsandtruth.org. Check out the show notes for the link. Also, please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. Welcome to episode 129 of the Burning Bush Podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope you're doing well, and I'm glad you've joined me. Today we're reading the New Testament book of Mark, chapter 2, with commentary from the notes in the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, and I'm smoking the Southern Draw Rose of Sharon, Connecticut Piloto, in the Toro 6x52 Vitola. So let's go to the Southern Draw website and see what they have to say. When you find these cigars, buy as many as you can afford. Steal from your wife, sell your infant's mobiles above his crib, and sell them on eBay. Knock over a convenience store, rob a bank, make your cat walk in the streets in a miniskirt in the bad part of town. Philip Cohn, Cigar Reviews by the Cat Man, 2017. And the wrapper is Connecticut and Ecuador. Binder is Nicaragua. And fillers are Nicaraguan and Dominican Lajero. Vitolas are Robusto, 5.5 by 54. Toro, 6 by 52. Gordo, 6.5 by 60. Lancero, 7.5 by 40. Perfecto, 6 by 56 and the Perfecto Limited, which is not yet released, 5 by 58 and not yet released uh, as of this recording, which is uh, June of 2023. So that is the Rose of Sharon, Connecticut Piloto. let's go ahead and get back into this week's reading of the book of Mark, chapter 2. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version, the ESV. Verse 1, And when he returned to Capernaum after some days, 
It was reported that he was at home, and many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door, and he was preaching the word to them. And Spurgeon comments on verse 2, So many people gathered together that there was no more room, and he was speaking the word to them. Although human beings in their natural state of heart are opposed to the gospel, yet they are drawn to hear it, even though they abhor it, yet often they cannot help listening to it. And back to Mark, verse 3. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him, and when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And Spurgeon comments on verse 4, They removed the roof above him, and after digging through it, they lowered the mat. Where there is a will, there is a way, and when there is no way, a resolute will can make one. Better to come to Jesus through the ceiling than not to come at all. Better to be let down to Jesus by a rope than not to be in his presence. And back to Mark, verse 5. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Spurgeon says about verse 5, Seeing their faith. We do not read that they had said anything, and therefore they had not expressed their faith. Yet this bold and adventurous action in breaking up the roof and letting all the dust fall about the Savior's head not fearing that they would provoke him, but trusting in his gentleness and patience, showed their confidence that they had only to get the man where Jesus could see him, and good would come of it. Jesus blessed this man because of the faith of the four who carried him, and possibly because of his own faith. Your sins are forgiven. This was laying the axe at the root, because sin is at the bottom of sorrow, and where sin is pardoned, even the effects of sin will be removed. And back to Mark, verse 6. Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit, that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Rise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, Rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. He went out again beside the sea, and all the crowd was coming to him, and he was teaching them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And Spurgeon comments on verse 14, He saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the toll booth, and he said to him, 
follow me. Here is a change in the method of Jesus displaying his power. To the paralytic, he said, get up, take your mat, and go home. But to the man engaged in a calling that degraded him, Jesus said, follow me. And he got up and followed him. And back to Mark, verse 15. And as he reclined at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician. But those who are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and people came and said to him, Why did John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is destroyed, and so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh wineskins. One Sabbath he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And Spurgeon comments on verse 24, Why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? According to some rabbis, Someone could pick an ear of wheat on the Sabbath, but if he rubbed it between his hands, they said that was a kind of labor that must not be performed on the Sabbath. These disciples were, therefore, according to them, chargeable with sin because they had plucked ears of grain and had performed the operation of threshing them on the Sabbath. And we have some of that sort of folk living now who take the smallest matter, which is altogether insignificant, and in which there is neither good nor harm, and magnify and distort it, and then make a person a grave offender, all for next to nothing. And back to Mark verse 25. And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and was hungry, he and those who were with him? How he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar the high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priests to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. And that's the end of today's reading in the book of Mark. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, as well as today's cigar. 
also Groundworks Ministries for daily Bible studies and devotionals, Treats and Truth Ministry, where you can get involved in helping to spread the gospel to and be a blessing to the homeless, and the Burning Bush Merchandise Store, where you can pick up some items to help spread the word about the show. And if you know anyone who needs to hear this, please let them know about the podcast and help share the message of the Bible, the hope we have in Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at steve at theburningbushpodcast.com, which is linked in the show notes as well. So until next time, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless. God bless.